Hello, you. It's me, Sarah Jane Crawford, and I'm so excited because you are listening to my brand spanking new vegan podcast series called The V Word. Basically, it's all about me chatting to a whole host of fascinating people who are totally breaking the old school stereotype of what it means to be vegan, and I cannot wait. But before I get into my latest episode, make sure you head to my vegan website. It's vapi.co.uk. When you're there, enter your email address and you will get more free vegan content. That's viappi.co.uk. In today's episode of The V Word, I chat to vegan heavyweight boxer, Bryant Jennings. It's so cool to have you involved in my podcast, Bryant Jennings. You know, you're a heavyweight boxer, you're ranked you're like in the top 20 best heavyweight boxers in the world, and you're vegan. And when I found out about you, I was like, I have to get you involved. How are you doing? No, I'm great. I'm great. And yourself? Really, really good. So, you know, in terms of a stereotypical person who eats a plant-based diet or a stereotypical vegan, you know, you're somebody who is the personification of an alpha male. You're out to knock someone out. You're avoiding getting knocked out. You're training really hard. Tell me about your vegan journey. Well, you know, the vegan journey has actually been, uh, it's been quite smooth. It hasn't been difficult for me at all. You know, the transition from not being plant-based and being plant-based, I mean, it was just a mental thing. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing the right thing because I had such a, a promising career and I didn't want to chance that you know, we're changing up my whole diet. So how long have you been vegan for and what created the change for you? Well, I've been vegan, full full vegan since the beginning of 2015. And I've been vegetarian since 2013. Um, and I was just aware of some of the, you know, hormones and the process of the food. And then it's just like the oversaturated abuse of animals. It's just like... Us as humans, we could be really, you know, we could be really uh, ignorant and, and, you know, mean at times. So, you know, it was it was a lot of other things that, you know, transitioned me between, you know, my friends becoming vegan. And, you know, I, I was just highly inspired. And that's 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 actually the first step to becoming woke. Yeah. One of, one of the most important parts of becoming woke. And, you know, so it's been, the you know, like five years then since sort of your, your journey, you know, you said like vegetarian and then becoming vegan and friends around you. But do you remember there being like one specific time in your life or a conversation that you had or a film that you watched or a book that you read that made you think about what you were putting in your body more so than you already did and also about animal welfare? Um, no, it wasn't. It's one particular, it wasn't one particular uh, movie or thing, anything. But, uh, you know, I practiced it a little bit when I was like, 14. Um, I was always around people that that either were vegetarians or, or vegans. The, the term vegan probably wasn't even out back then, but, you know, I was so I was I was surrounded by, you know, people who would always give me the heads up on why they don't eat animal products. And who were these people? Were they like family members or friends or? Yeah, close, close friends, close friends. You know, so you live so you live through life and certain things resurface and there, there are certain things in my life that you ignore the signs in the beginning and you keep ignoring the signs to the point that where you don't even know the signs are even existing. Yeah. And then boom, you get to a point to it that you have to make a change and you're ready to make a change. And then you reflect back on all of the times that you, you now realize that, Oh, that was a sign. Oh, I should have listened then. or I should have listened then. But you know, everything happens for a reason. And it happened, it happened to me for this particular reason. Wow. And like you said, I mean, 
you know, you're 33, you've you've had a, a lot of really successful boxing career to date, 26 fights, heavyweight boxer. So were you nervous about making that change? Because you made that change, like, right in the middle of your career. Like, it's reaching a peak and then you're suddenly deciding you're going to be vegan. Like, what, what happened straight after that? Like, did it affect your performance? You know, what did you have to do to make sure that you'd be all right to to kind of perform at a certain level? Well, well, the full vegan thing had came, and I felt as though, like, oh, I need my, I need my eggs and I need my fish. And then, and then it was in the beginning of my most important fight of my career, which was when I fought Vladimir Klitschko. You know, I had a, like, I had like a 13-week camp for fighting Vladimir Klitschko. So, you know, I just was like, you know what, I'm not, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to give all of this up. I'm going to see what, I'm, I'm just going to see what it is. And after I'd done so good, in the Klitschko fight, I'm like, yeah, I'm never, I'm never eating meat ever again. Like, wow. I don't need that. Like, so, and then the Klitschko fight was one of, it was, it was my outbreak fight, even though I've had more fights before, but it was the fight to where the people was like, oh, this guy is real. And that was when you so. were transitioning to become vegan, when, you know, like in the camp leading up to the Klitschko fight. That's incredible. Yeah, the camp leading up to the Klitschko fight was when I said, this is it. I'm not doing this no more. That's so brave to kind of make such a yes, dramatic yes, change. Because yes. what, what's your, I mean, I know you said like when you were 14, you had like there are a few people around you, close friends or maybe family members that were talking to you about like, you know, like becoming more woke or animal welfare. But certainly like in the in the kind of boxing world, you know, a lot of people are still of that mindset that it's about protein, protein, meat, protein, you know, and they certainly haven't, you know, apart from a couple, they're certainly not like, droves and droves of boxers getting their head around veganism so how how was it for you in terms of the support that you had from either like your trainer or just you know anyone to help you sort of transition into to veganism at that time well the transition at that time uh it was influenced by a lot of close friends you know because i wasn't focused on protein and i don't know i don't know why people still still is or ever was focused on protein because I have never looked at the back of, of any food to count my protein. You know, it's like, and it's not even the most important nutrient that your body needs. It's like, okay, so is anybody worried about fiber? Is anybody worried about, you know, vitamin C? Is anybody worried about any other, any other nutrient? Is anybody even worried about any of that? Now, nowadays, it only comes out when it's being opposed to a vegan diet. Yeah. And they say, oh, you need this, you need that. So... And then they don't even know what they're eating right now. And it's, and it's ridiculous for people to even, if you even think about it, when you're drinking a cow's milk, like a cow don't even drink the milk. <laughs> it's like, yeah. y'all, y'all, like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. The cow, don't, the cow doesn't drink the milk. Only, only the baby calf does. And then right now, I don't even know if they're even allowing the baby calves to drink the milk. Right. Like, and why do you think why do you think we've become so and I say we I use that loosely, obviously I'm vegan, but why do you think as humans we've become so obsessed with protein, especially in the world of like strength training and bodybuilding and just very kind of like alpha sort of sports and athleticism? Why are we so obsessed with protein and especially animal protein? Well we well we we as a whole as people in a whole, we probably are more obsessed with protein now because of the competition that a plant-based diet has with the number one market in the world. Mm, true. It's one, it's one, one of the mark, number one markets is the meat industry. So, therefore, you have, you have campaigns. Th- these people are fighting. They are fighting us. 
You know what I'm just saying? We're not fighting y'all. We just, we just, we just trying to. Well, we're not fighting them. We just, we just literally just trying to say, okay, well, this is a more healthier lifestyle. You know, you guys are getting out of hand. You're, you're taking away natural habitats. You know, all of this for for, for human consumption and human and a, and a human's um, satisfaction. It's just like, 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 wow! Like you're taking away homes. You're taking away the world. Like, like you're, you're destroying Earth just to fill your gut or just to fill your pocket. It's all out of greed. So you have these campaigns. You have these sponsors. You have all of these people that are fighting against it with their with their dollar because it's making a lot of dollars. And that's the reason why they put it in, you know, they put it in uh, in the media. They they shove it down our throat. They tell us those things. It's like it's in brochures and all. Because the average person, they, they have never researched anything about nutrition. They never did it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you, how you, you got to ask them, how do you know about protein? It's just word of mouth. Have you ever even looked it up? You know where it comes from. You know what proteins are built up from. You know where the main source is. They don't know because if they actually figured out where the main source is from, then they would say they don't need meat because protein comes from plants. The only place you can you can get it when you get it from the animal. The animal gets it from the plant. Right. And you know, like like so. What are you so? What are you doing? And some of the strongest animals in the world are vegan. They are they are they are, they are plant based animals. So mm. I don't I don't I don't I don't get it. So to each his own. I don't force people anymore. I just. I just move how I move, and and now now I really want to pose a question to people who once said that oh you're going you're going to need meat you're going to... I said okay what do you think now I'm still 225 pounds I look I look like I'm much lighter all of my all of my opponents that I fight these dudes they're meat eaters they and they're 40 40 pounds heavier and they are not stronger than me and they will tell you that they will tell you oh I had a hard time trying to move this guy they're not stronger than me so. It is what it is, and Boom. learn one day. Do you know what? I think it's interesting what you say about, like, you know, you, you don't try and force the ideology anymore. I think I think many of us, when we first become vegan or when you become passionate about an idea, the, the sort of, like, tendency is to sort of want to share it and be like, guys, like, listen to what I have to say. But now I think for me, this is why the podcast was so important. I just wanted to create something that people could listen to and take ideas from. I don't want to, like, ram any ideologies down people's throats. I don't even think that's effective because I think people can rebel, even if they think that you do have a point. Um, But for those people listening that might think are still shaking their heads thinking, no, I go on bodybuilding.com and they tell me, you know, like, I'm going to have, like, my my chicken breasts and my egg whites and all this. What is, like, let's talk about it in practical terms. So talk me through, like, your tip what your typical day's food would be breakfast lunch dinner if you have all of those meals like in the middle of a training camp in the lead up to a fight like what would you be eating okay like in the middle of a training camp you know for a fight you know i would wake up i'd probably either eat some oatmeal uh or some cereal or probably literally just get granola bar and go ahead to the gym in the morning so uh-huh. granola bar or porridge <laughs> or that kind of thing yeah. So af- afterwards, you know, af- after the after the first workout, you probably, you know, pe- I live I live by peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> PB and J's, baby. PB and J's all day. Peanut um, butter but, and but, jam, but, but, as we say in England. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, I would also probably you know make either some like some quinoa chili or some pasta with some with some mixed vegetables or stir fry. You know, it's kind of it's it's very simple because it's like it's really just regular eating. Like I don't like a lot of people say uh, post your recipes. I'm like, this is a rec- recipe for a, a a typical meal, buddy. Like 
I didn't do nothing special. The only <laughs> this thing is like I a student special, meal, yeah. Yeah, the only thing I do special is the meat substitute. And then it's like, okay, I'll just tell you what it is. It's a, it's Beyond Meat or it's Phil Rose brand. And it's like, okay, it's it comes in the form of a sausage. So what do you do with a sausage? You know, you either eat a dog on sausage on a piece of on a roll or a piece of bread or you chop it up, <laughs> mix it up with your spaghetti. It's like it's simple. I'm not doing nothing special. So going back to that brand that you mentioned, Beyond Meat, which I love, and basically it's like the equivalent of having, like, a beef burger. Like, it even looks in its raw form before you cook it as if it's, like, going to bleed like meat. It's crazy, and it tastes amazing. Definitely does, definitely does. What were the other brands of, of, like, substitute meat that you mentioned as well? Phil Rose. Phil Rose is a brand that I, you know, that I like. And also, uh, not too many many meat substitute brands. Because, you know, you have to, it's almost like, finding a, a brand of chicken right and you say you like that brand and then when you go try another brand you don't like it so you stick to your brand and i say i just stick to my brands and i don't go out and try to you know try to keep tasting all the brands nah, i just like what i like <laughs> and and i own and I, and I and i barely even use meat substitutes i literally like like i am more interested in finding different beans finding different vegetables you know, mixing them all together and, you know, just just creating like like I can I can grab a beat now, right? Peel the outer shell, peel the outer pill of the beat and just eat a beat like an apple. Wow. And Love that. Of, Real beach. Yeah. That's great. That's quite messy though. You're gonna end up yeah. like all covered in pink and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but but it's like, okay, it's a it's a beat. You know, it's a vegetable. So a lot of people don't know they don't know anything about a fruit or a vegetable. Only thing they know about is a meat. That's it. Yeah. So even when you point out a vegetable and they say, what's this? It's like, it's a vegetable, something everybody eats. So it's like people don't master their vegetables. So they can't quite, you, you can't question me about why I don't eat meat if you don't eat vegetables. Like, yeah. you don't eat vegetables at all. Like, so why are you talking to me about not eating, not eating meat? It's like, <laughs> you don't eat, like... You know, you, you like you like the worst of the worst. It's like I mean, because everybody eats fruits and vegetables, right? It's like everybody is required to eat fruits and vegetables based on the nutritional, you know, fact factor. Like, but they don't, they don't know what they don't know what certain vegetables are, and but they telling me why 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 I don't eat meat. Like, is meat <laughs> more important than the vegetables? Nah, the vegetables are more important than the meat. But I'm gonna leave it up to them and say if I just keep eating the more more important part. Where can I go wrong? Would you say it's harder for certain communities than others to kind of like instill within young people, you know, about how to eat properly? And and how would you say is the best way to sort of overcome, you know, that challenge within certain communities that are are going to be going down the more kind of like the meat and dairy route if they're not brought up in that way? To be informed and to gain knowledge and to gain information about your body and yourself because most importantly your health is your wealth your health is number one so if you don't know how to treat your body if you don't know your body if you don't if you don't listen to your body if 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 you don't understand how your body responds to certain things then you're failing in life a lot of people want to gain all of the money they want to gain all of the knowledge they know all about the football team, soccer teams, basketball, baseball team, they know all about that, but they don't know about their own bodies. They know, mm. they, they know their car more than, more than their body. They wow, take their car to the shop religiously for oil changes and, 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 and car washes. and do, But 
they don't take care of their body in the same manner. So mm-hmm. what they have to do is they have to focus on themselves and focus on wanting to live. That's why we have a lot of diseases out here, and we have a lot of sicknesses out here because somebody once told me that everybody has cancer, right, or everybody has some sort of cancer that's also that's living in their body. But what you eat is either feeding it or fighting it. Wow. So when, when people don't have a healthy diet, they're feeding certain viruses and they're feeding certain diseases and they're feeding certain things in their body when they're supposed to literally be fighting it because we live in an environment where it's open, where we have, you know, a lot of germs and, you know, that's why we have hand sanitizers, we wash our hands, you know, antibacterial things. There's a lot of bacteria, there's a lot of things that's floating in the air. But what you eat could help fight that. Don't feed it, fight it. That's why that book, How Not to Die, by Dr. Michael Greger, is so key because he talks about causes of premature death in America from heart disease and cancers and diabetes and all of the rest of it. And it's about, like, eating yourself to, to back to life, basically, what is what you're saying. And how, you know, not just in the States, but in the UK and in Western culture, we become so dependent on kind of self-medicating with drugs and everything that's out there that you can just get over the counter before we look at our diets, which is the cheapest, easiest thing to alter before we're going to then get prescriptions for medicine and all the rest of it. Yes. The average person is, is, is literally just someone that follows. They just follow. They just followers, you know, and what, what we would call them, we would call them sheep. You know, they just, they just follow everything, you know, but I mean, some people, some people figure, feel as though that since, since they're successful at what they do, you know, they don't have any complications, which is also right as well. But you have a lot of people that, that ignore a lot of sicknesses. They, they, ignore, they will ignore the cough, the constant cough, or they will ignore the constant pain in their stomach and they won't go see about it. Mm. So, you know, to some people, to some people it's, it's not as important because they live a healthy life. You know, uh, maybe, maybe exercise could actually be credited to that. But you have some people that eat like crap and they don't exercise. So those are the people that may need to switch their diet. So if you're going to switch your diet and if you're lazy, the best thing for you to do is just switch your diet. And, you know, switching your diet, you don't have to, you probably won't have to work out as much. But we all know that your body still has to, to gain some type of movement over, you know, over a course of every single day, you know, at least, at least an hour a day, at least 30 minutes a day. But some people live healthy lives and they're, they're perfectly fine with eating meat, but... To me, I know what it did for me, and that's where I'm at with it, and, I'm, and I would never go back, ever. What, what would you say in terms of, like, physically, mentally, spiritually, in any way, what was the main change for you? I know you spoke about how you just felt, you know, stronger as a, 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 in your performances with boxing, but if you had to, like, really pinpoint, like, the main things that changed for you, what would you say that they were? I would say clarity. And clarity of the brain and uh, understanding that we all are connected to the earth. If you ever see the movie Avatar, right? So Avatar is mm. like, wow, all of those people was, was connected to their land. We all are connected to the earth, the land. And your body chemistry works better with foods that you are supposed to eat. And your brain works and operates better with foods that you are supposed to eat. So... If you are eating the right things, then every, everything that we eat has a side effect. And sometimes if you are so used to eating something, then you won't feel that side effect. So say, for instance, since I haven't had meat in years, 
if I was to eat a piece of meat, then I would really, I would really get sick. Yeah, so you're looking at it, it's like, okay, why would I, why would I get sick? It's, isn't this, isn't this healthy? Isn't this grass fed? Isn't this organic meat? Isn't this the best chicken or beef on the planet? Like, like, why am I sick now? Because your body refuses it. I know what you Natural. mean. Because if ever I have anything that has milk powder in it or something that I don't realize, like I instantly know. Like I can tell. Like I'm producing saliva. I'm like, this has got milk in it. This isn't right. Like I know what you mean because it's been so long since I've been freely drinking the milk. Um, in terms, so so mental clarity. What about in terms of like specifics with your with your boxing performances? What have you noticed the difference in? Well, I mean, your boxing performances, I definitely don't get Charlie horses no more. Uh, probably because I, I, I really do just, you know, make sure I'm well hydrated, you know, uh, whether it was, you know, coconut water or, you know, or spring water or, or uh, I, have a, I have a company that I'm representing now. It's called Spice Water. You know, um, it's a hydration, plant-based hydration company. Um, so, you know, I, I keep myself well hydrated. I literally don't, don't feel as painful as I, as I used to. And I'm, I do, you do feel much lighter. You, you, you could feel stronger, but it depends. Like, you know, I work hard. I'm a workhorse, you know, but I know that my running numbers are still there. Like, I'm, and I'm getting older, but my running <laughs> numbers are still there. You know, I can, I can run them. I can still run six minute miles. So Love I mean, that. the performance, the performance, it, it enhances the performance, but I'm not in it for an immediate turnaround. I'm in it for long-term reasons. I just so happen to be a boxer. Right, okay, got you. But do you think that it will give you more of a longevity in your career? I mean, you're 33 now, but do you think that the veganism will help you to go on longer or not that you necessarily wanted to go on longer than a certain time that you have in your head that you want to fight to, but do you think that that's going to help? Well, yes, yes. Uh, your, your whole lifestyle helps uh, your longevity uh, in this boxing career. You can ask Bernard Hopkins and... When Bernard came to my last fight, you know, that was August 18th, you know, he walked up to me. He said, he said, I wanted to personally tell you that I'm vegan now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So Bernard Hopkins is now a vegan, uh, even though he made sure that he took care of himself, you know, a lot. And he fought, he fought till he was 51 years old. Um, so I can imagine your body being preserved. And, you know, it being much healthier, longer, you know, uh, this, this fight game is not really something that we want to stay in longer, but it'll definitely help us and it'll, it'll ease our transition outside of, of boxing at the end. And that way we don't look too beat up and we're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not like slurring the words. And that's the other thing as well, isn't it? When you're in a world where you are, unfortunately, you know, taking hits to the head and stuff like that and mentally, potentially affected like you said when you're getting clarity that's so key now you mentioned bernard hopkins is coming to you and saying i just wanted to let you know i'm vegan now because obviously that's that's what happens isn't it when you're around people and you know you've been talking about something for a while then when they make the transition you're the first person they want to tell did you influence him and and on that note are there other people that you've influenced that have come to you and said right i'm vegan now whether it's other boxers or just other people in your your family and in your life yeah, well, yeah, there, there, there were there were a lot of people that uh, you know that came to me. Um, it's a lot, yes, it's a lot, and then it's a lot of people that I don't know personally, but they would hit me up and say, "Thanks to you, champ." I mean, my my attorney, my lawyer is is a vegan, you know, because of because of my influence. You know, uh, I don't want to say that I specifically turn people in uh, vegan, but I have influenced people 
to 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 gain the thought of changing their diet. You know, um, that's how I will that's how I will put it all in a nutshell. But you know, there are some people that you know that say, "Yo, it's because of you, solely because of you." Like, yo. So I mean, it's a very it's a real great thing, and then you know, it's very important people you know that you bring awareness to. And they, they, I'm, I'm a living example. They see it in me, and they say, you know what, this dude is, this dude is proof. And you know, I'm proof that, you know, you can, you can, you don't have to eat meat to be healthy. That's amazing. It's so nice to talk to you, and it's so good to know that, you know, you're somebody who represents athleticism in a way where, you know, like you're in a sport where you have to be at your strongest, at your fittest and, and, and mentally and physically and that you're on a plant-based diet. And it's such a great way to, to represent yourself and everybody else in that industry as well. So hopefully your influence will become even greater. So thank you so much for speaking to me. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes an episode of The V Word with me, Sarah Jane Crawford. Make sure you subscribe and make sure that you tune in for the next episode. And don't forget to head to my vegan website, viappi.co.uk. That's V-I-A-P-P-I.co.uk and leave your email address for loads of free vegan content for the rest of the year. I'll see you soon. Hold up. 